I haven't tried cutting anything out yet, so we'll see how that works. But I just like how you do the silent one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I figured that helped with editing, but I don't actually know. <laughs> um, all right. In three, two. Welcome into the Kegs and Eggs of Megs and Greg's podcast. I'm your host, Chris, with my good friend, Daryl. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> wow, that actually kind of sounded like Daryl. Darren? Yeah, it's me, Darren. Uh, and, uh, no, it's me, Ricky. <laughs> what? How's it going, Ricky? Doing great. I'm here with my good friend, Gerald. What's up? I'm just concerned. Is it a kegs and eggs or is it cargs and args? Oh, it's, it's, coming, to you the, it's coming to you on the cargs and args feed no matter what. Yes. This is coming to your ears in Spotify, hopefully. Uh, we're happy to be on so many of your uh, Spotify wraps this year i actually haven't even looked at mine yet i probably should do that but uh yeah check it out who are your guys's top listen to artists on your spotify rap this year well our i think our statistics were thrown off a little bit because all of my top five were the hamilton soundtrack because that (laughs) seems to be the only thing that me and sydney agree on that we listen to together so i kind of got gypped there i think yeah, so I, I, I know how that goes. Share one. Uh, my top was a Cincinnati band called Wussy that I like had never heard of till the beginning of the year, and then listened to a ton, but hadn't much lately. Uh, Johnny Greenwood, Minutemen, Run the Jewels, and Sturgill Simpson, nice. top artists. But my, I think there's something up because my top song is a song that's like I like, but it's Garden Song by Phoebe Bridgers. It's like I like it, but I didn't listen to it a lot. But it's, yeah. it was like my top song of the year. And it said I listened to it 13 times. I was like, I guarantee there's other songs I've listened to more yeah. than 13 times. You've definitely listened to Cargs and Args more than 13 times. I guarantee I'm, it. I've never, I've never listened to it once. <laughs> <laughs> I just spoke it. This could be the push we, that we need to get Cargs and yeah. Args past uh, the Bill Simmons pod, Jared. So <laughs> We're above Bill Simmons for you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We're coming for and that's the only list we're looking to top at this point is Ricky's Spotify Wrapped. <laughs> We've got a big episode here. We missed last week, but we're going to try to make up for this week. Um, we want to briefly go through the week 10 recap. We'll do a week 11 recap as well. Uh, I in, have in gone to week 12, State actually. State. I think we're, we haven't, this is like three weeks we haven't done Oh anything. gosh, three weeks? Okay, yeah, well, yeah, plow through it some things yeah we'll, we'll kind of briefly go through each of the last three weeks and uh talk about some trends uh then i've got uh everybody's possible playoff seeds written out here uh we're gonna have to do a little bit of uh work on the seeds two through four because it's kind of complicated but we'll get there and then of course we will have uh, a review of the trade deadline and uh picks for this coming week, the last of the regular season. So let's get right into it. Um, Darren, the pizza debate happened in the last few weeks too, right? And we don't need to go into this because it's going to take forever. But it looks like Darren put hound dogs on here. And I know that that must mean that he needs help somewhere. That's why he's not here tonight. If you put hound dogs yeah, on, that's it's true. not actually Darren. In the pad, which you didn't even bring up, which was like always serviceable, but it's not like worth mentioning. I think I asked if campus pizza was was what they called the pad now, and it was that was incorrect. 
All I remember about I, was Campus Pizza the one that was off of was that Eighth Ave or Kang? Maybe or that it was, was gone. I don't remember Campus I, Pizza. I might have been thinking of something else. I I love Hound Dogs. I think Houndies is, is good. Oh, it's Hound great. Dogs it's just be. Darren. Darren hates it because of his an experience, which it is a thing. Like I've even seen on the Columbus subreddit that it's like it's just bad service there no matter what. And like I like I have other friends that say it's always bad service, which I guess that's just their thing. Which I'm fine with, but I can see someone like Darren kind of hating. No, well the story went and I, I was there for all this. We went for a um like a fundraiser for some like student org in Knowlton, like after studio one day. And we both like we both showed up late, but together we like sat down with a table of like maybe eight or ten other people that we knew that were there for this fundraiser. And like we had bought like tickets like at at Knowlton that got us like five bucks off pizza or whatever. But like the waitress like just had assumed that since we were sitting with people who had already ordered that we had also ordered and like we kept flagging her down but she kept saying oh just a minute just a minute just a minute <laughs> and like it, a long time had gotten gone by but for some reason darren was just like really at the end of his rope that day and he like went up to this like this waitress who was at the um the like the place where you pay there and he goes are you gonna wait on my friend and i and she said in a minute so then like he said something like really quippy like he just said something like, fine i don't want your stupid pizza or something like that i think like, like, she might have even been like sir you're gonna have to wait like he was like she might even said something a little shittier too yeah no it definitely was not a good experience but like she yeah. came back to like take her order and finally she's like oh, okay like what do you want to order and he's like nothing now <laughs> like he was just like <laughs> And then I think he, and then he probably walked to our house and Neil Norwich from Hound Dogs. I, he would have had to walk, I think. Mm-hmm. And then he walked into our house as my girlfriend and I were breaking up that same night. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I remember. <laughs> I remember this. Yes, that is, that is how that happened. Big night for Darren. Big night for everybody. So uh, for all of us, for the memories and for the flavors, Hound Dogs is number one. I think so. Mm. Although, hashtag save catfish. I, I can pull this Well, so we have... Um, let's, let's, let's briefly go through Darren's week 10 recap that he wrote in here. Uh, Luke versus Klaus. This looks like might have been, this might have been when things started to go downhill for Klaus. He lost a squeaker, 132 to yeah. 129 to Luke uh, because of the Murray Hopkins Hail Mary. Uh, and and Nick Chubb running it out on the one yard line, and I oh, did wow. talk to Nick. I did talk to Nick after this, uh, and he was very upset about Nick Chubb running it out on the one yard line. So, uh, for what that's worth, that was uh, that was where these two teams maybe diverged this season in their and uh, in, in how their seasons started to go. Uh, well, I just think we're all better for that, so that Nick didn't have a shot at winning that division, right? Nick's team's been pretty good, though. <laughs> Nick's team's been, like, the most, oh, he's, like, the worst luck. He's in a yeah. different division, though, so never mind. But still, he's, he, he well, well, we'll get to what happened this past week, but he was very much in contention for this last spot until he lost a squeaker on Wednesday Night Football. I'm pretty uh, sure the, I'm pretty sure week 10 was, like, Luke was only one week into his vacation at that point. Yes, yes, he had showered uh, all three of his times, I think. Yeah. By that point. 
Justin uh, KJ beat Justin one twenty two to one o two. Something I guess the Cole Beasley trade had something to play into that that week. I don't really remember. Nope, nobody does. Uh, I PJ ninety eight to eighty eight, and. It was it was my rookies, uh, Jefferson and Herbert, that pulled it through for me. Uh, shit dicks beat Carnese, 137-89. to 89. Uh, Apparently, we all thought DeAndre Swift was going to be sweet going forward after that, and now he hasn't played since, I don't believe. Chris, uh, I, I think you, you picked up a very formidable win there, just like a 97-point victory. Yes. Yeah, that was a big uh, it was a slog. A lot of things. I think that was the week that Julio got hurt uh, in like the first quarter. So that was a shame. Um, but I think PJ, PJ had somebody go down too early. It was just kind of a mess of a fancy football matchup. Um, yeah, no good. And, and of course, my my running backs just are an issue at all times. So, um, Jared beat Ricky. On a uh, this podcast uh, rivalry here, Jared outscored the rest of the league by about 200 points, this says, which is impossible because he only scored 162, but it was still a lot. Um, we also thought Alvin Kamara was really good after this week, according to this show doc. Uh, and <laughs> he, he is still really good. It's more of uh, Sean Payton sucks yeah. and Taysom Hill sucks. Gosh. Can you imagine? Like, could you imagine that like we would be saying something like that? I don't think Taysom Hill's been great for fantasy, but I think that, I mean, just like leaning so hard into the gadget plays and Sean Payton just really getting what he's wanted this whole time, and just I know Taysom Hill and... just really trying to force him into the game plan, and now he has no choice. So, and their schedule is rewarding it because they started with the Falcons and then they played the Denver Kendall Hintons and so that you know they didn't have to try they're playing the Falcons again so we'll see if they change it and then they play the Eagles I I know all this because I have I mean I'm have a lot of stakes in the Saints but I have their defense but it's just like I don't know maybe it'll all blow up once they realize they're not going to play shitty teams every week well like at this point why not just like sit Drew Brees until the playoffs <laughs> Huh? Yeah, I mean, they might as well. I don't even or know if they, they, they can. Still... I think he might still be hurt. Yeah. At that point. I mean, that, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Well, no, they said he can come back like week 15 at the earliest, which I'm praying for and hoping I get a bye. Oh, I thought it was next week. I thought it was week 14 that he could come back. I Maybe it's 14 at the earliest. It's like 14 or 15 at the early. Like, he, like, will probably just be back for the playoffs. That's right. That would work. Yeah. Well, they, they do play Kansas City in week 15. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, maybe maybe they do that. Uh, the last one, uh, last one to talk about. Laser beat Darren one hundred seven to eighty nine, and that's when Laser clinched his division. And the Cheetah Champs stunk it up. Cheetah Champs have been stinking it up. It turns out, and now Deshaun Watson has lost his main pass catcher, uh, which none of us know anything about on this podcast. Well, I Darren or the Cheetah Champs had a stink sandwich because he did play me in the next week and went off. But then last week he had like ninety points. There, there was one trade this week. Uh, KJ got Gronk totally. and Cole Beasley for Jimmy Graham to Tim. That's what I remember. That it was a thing where 
Justin was the only one that brought it up that was like, and it was kind of terrible when we didn't even talk about it. And it is, it's insane. That was, that was awful. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was another piece besides Jimmy Graham, but it wasn't to the level of Gronk and Cole Beasley, who Gronk, I think, still has a reputation of being like the old guy that can't really do anything. But I think now people are really starting to realize that tight end is absolutely horrible. So having one that'll get you like 60 yards and a chance to get a touchdown is going to be probably a weekly staple in your lineup. Yeah, I'm sort of. Are you saying you'd rather have Jimmy Graham or Gronk because of that? Oh, I'd rather have Gronk, I think. Oh, yeah. That's why this trade is terrible. Yeah. And that's this is all that it was those were all the pieces. It was Beasley and Gronk for Jimmy Graham. Wow. Yeah, I like um, dismissed that. I looked up the trades I can run through the rest yeah, real quick because one is Chris, you you uh did you receive Dobbins? Yeah. Yeah, you made a trade with Nick, right? With Dobbins for Miles Gaskin. So first I traded Hunter Henry to Ricky for Dobbins. And then I turned around and traded Dobbins to Klaus for Miles Gaskin. I'm trying to see from when the last trade was and that we wouldn't have covered though. Oh yeah. I don't think we talked about that one. Okay. So yeah, there's that one. And then you ended up with Dobbins, even though I'd rather have Dobbins than Hunter Hunter in the first place, but. Well, and this was all before Dobbins had the one week before he yeah, got COVID, true. where he, you know, was was kind of a bell cow. Um, and now I, I don't know. I don't know how to grade any of this at this point because Dobbins has COVID. Gaskin's still hurt. Henry had actually a pretty good week last week. He's had two straight think, touchdown yeah. weeks. Which I don't think he had. He might have had one in the time I had him, so that was frustrating. But, um, you know. I think that our last record, we talked about the bigger trade of Luke and Darren, where it was Geo, Daryl Henderson, and Galladay for Cooks, Gibson, and T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, and I think we had said that it was really going to depend upon Kenny Galladay's health, and he is yeah. not healthy. So It looks like <laughs> Luke, for sure, especially now that he saw his Brandon Cooks in the wake of Will Fuller, in hindsight, big time won that trade, and Gibson is looking insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that was last. Yeah, that Gobbin, Gobbins, Gaskin, and Dobbins was last year. We didn't have an active uh, trade deadline, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it's tough this year, just because running backs are so scarce, and nobody wants yeah. any tight ends, and everyone has wide receivers pretty much, and like it's just it's been Tim- hard to find crossover points. Tim did tell me, I think there was a, probably a day where everyone was trying to get Kelsey, and he told me the one I sent him was tempting. What, what was yours? Was like, I sent him one, too. It was like Boyd, Gurley, and Hurst hmm. for Kelsey. And this was before Gurley had, like, back-to-back right. bad games, and Boyd was killing. It was before Burrow got hurt. Yeah. And, that's not, I mean, that's not a bad um, – that, that's yeah, not a bad Yeah, for Kelsey and McKissick. And I probably could have – I was kind of being like – like, I don't – it's hard to, like, at that time, if you would value Michael Thomas more, but I was kind of trying to think about, like, doing Michael Thomas, but just never got around to it. I sent him Tyreek, or, or I'm sorry, not Tyreek Hill, Tyler Lockett. And this is and included in that is Tyler Lockett can be kept in the sixth round next year. Yeah. And that's what I tried to sell him on. And I thought it was a good offer, uh, but he respectfully declined. 
I bet with how much DK Metcalf has gone off, and Tyler Lockett slid a little bit. He's still good. But I bet he'll be like a fifth-round pick next year anyways. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Well, I mean, but all it takes is another huge game from him. That's true. I mean, I'm looking at – he just two weeks ago had another 21.7-point game. Um, and actually, DK had a decent game that, that week, too. I think that was – I'm obsessed with DK. Oh, uh, great. He's great. He's, he had one of those things where I saw him. I follow him on Instagram, or I think I saw him. And it was like, I know a lot of athletes, they do have, like, you know, their, they grow a lot faster than a lot of people. But he's one guy where I think of, like, he's, like, 23, right? And he looks like a just a man. I don't know if like he's even man that old. Man. Yeah, but he is. He is huge. I've been trying to get him in Dynasty, and I've offered more than I thought that I oh, ever no, would. And Ethan is not. He is the. <laughs> turn him down, or turn him all down. Oh, he's. He's 22. But even just, like, his face, he just looks like – it was kind of, like, not quite as bad as Greg Oden, but just one of those things of, like, looking like he's just going to look 35 for the next 40 years probably. I mean, DK is probably, like, like a first-round pick next year. I mean, if he doesn't get kept, Mm -hmm. that's one guy that's, like, absolutely going to just skyrocket in next year's draft. I try to think of – I remember I was thinking – I think Tim could have kept DK Metcalf in this league. And I was like – definitely should have done that his his year will be completely different because his top receiver was Cortland Sutton yeah um it's- but no I think he's like the top asset in Dynasty now too you have to like sell everything to get him yeah I mean I, I think at least in redraft I think I'd still rather have Devontae and Tyreek over him but he's definitely next probably and maybe Hopkins but I mean it's, it's close yeah, that's tough, that's tough. Yeah, we'll see um, how that plays out. He's definitely going to be in the top tier. Here, I can just – I got the scoreboard pulled up. I can plow through. We yeah, can just even – just say the number. Don't even have any blurbs written. So, week 11 then was Darren and I's matchup. He beat me 161 to 115. It was my first of bad weeks. He went off. Then uh, Klaus beat – in the Battle of the Knicks, Klaus beat Carnese 147 to 106. Um, Klaus has too good of a team. Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams went off. Mm. Uh, PJ lost a close one to Laser, 129 to 122. Ricky lost a not close one to Luke, 142 to 98. Uh, Kevin lost to Tim, 100 to 92. And then Chris squeaked one out against Justin, 122 to 120. And actually, of Herbert and Hill. Yeah that big locket game that was a that was one where uh on monday night football i believe antonio brown for him just kept on catching like all these short little passes from tom brady and uh tom brady's interception at the end of the game kind of sealed the win for me but i was at that point like i remember watching i was definitely only up 121.9 to 121.6 so he lost a point somewhere in a stat correction or something i don't know where or what because it doesn't say anything under the stat correction page i i don't know i don't know what happened also i want to say this was the Taysom hill tight end week which of course darren did if it had been a closer game i'd be much more upset um it was funny going this i remember i held on to logan thomas just because i thought i was like he's the best streaming like tight end that someone would pick and i knew that darren had ingram on bye 
And then I remember the ballers talking about, like, if Taysom Hill's tight end, pick him up. And then I didn't even think about picking up the block him, or assume someone else would, but, like, someone other than Darren. But, of course, he did it. But he also had big weeks from DJ Moore and the Browns defense and Deshaun Watson. And then I had a goose egg from Hayden Hurst. <clears throat> All right. And then week 12 this past week. Uh, I lot. This is where we had a very weird – Either everyone yeah. scored over 120 or about 90 or less. The topsy turvy so, week. <laughs> That's yeah. for sure. I I played Justin. I lost 80, 89 to 117. Uh, Kevin lost to, or yeah, lost to Luke. Luke blew up with 167 to 127. Then Carnese blew up against the lowest scorer of the week and the league leader laser who scored 82 and carnese scored 161 um close game between pj and klaus 149 150 ish to 141 um trust the sadness beat the shit out of the shit dicks 125 to 89 and then the other best team darren lost to chris 151 to 99 you guys remember too much from that Oh, yeah, Tyree kills 58 points. That was a lot of fun. Man, remember, I remember how I was, like, close to getting Justin Jefferson, where I, like, took $2 off my bid yep. and then went, like, $1 below what yours was. Yep. Which is even one of those things where it's, like, although at some point I would have played him, but I've had a weird thing where I was thinking about dropping Jamison Crowder if I needed someone, where it's, like, he's not as good anymore, but I was, like, man, he, like, had... 20 plus point games several weeks but I just like never had to play him yeah which it's like because I don't know if I ever would have started Justin Jefferson over Terry or Diggs but whatever this was a last week was a weird week but Luke went off with Gibson and James Robinson and Youngway Koo man Youngway Koo so great uh I think what I mean you can't you can't just gloss over Tyreek Hill. Like I, I'm, su- I'm honestly like know. surprised that this doesn't happen more. Where he, like if him and Mahomes wanted to score, like if he wanted to have 250 receiving yards and three touchdowns, I feel like he could do that multiple times in a season. Mm-hmm. He's just so fast. <laughs> he's so he's, fast. He's... He's that's that's really that's the crux of it, man. He, I mean, uh, Carl Davis is a good quarter, but he just he roasted him all game. It was so fun. <laughs> I missed Tyler Lockett had a fifty point game that uh, he had from earlier in the season, but I was on my honeymoon, so I didn't get to watch it. This one I got to watch all of, it, and I I had a great time. And this was this was a Derrick Henry yeah, week in that big, the big Arizona game. Um. It was very much a Derrick Henry week. Derrick Henry week. It's just some like some of his run because I I watch a lot of Derrick Henry because I have him on our dynasty my dynasty team and some of his runs are like just really just plotting like one three mm-hmm. like four yard runs and then he'll just like bust one and look like just a huge man and then just not even look fair against anybody else. It's, it looks like he's so slow sometimes. It's insane. That's how it's always been just because he's big or he's so big for a running back. But he just, like, even you'll see him, like, outrun a guy. And you're like, but it looks like he's, like, walking. It's so weird. 
So PJ's team has Derrick Henry and DK Metcalf. Is PJ's team the most yoked team in the league? Oh my god. Probably. Bob Tunyon. I mean it's kind of crazy he wasn't able to parlay that into more success this year because those are two of the best two of the best picks in any phase football draft this year it seems like yeah i mean especially i don't know he's just one of those teams coming together late where he he, Kenyon drake i would assume was was his first round pick Mm -hmm. who has lost a lot but has been better lately he also had chase claypool but maybe missed some of his huge weeks i think pj's team is like a real boomer bust team. Like even like Derrick Henry's pretty consistent, but he doesn't get those huge like PPR performances. And DK's been like pretty consistent and but had some huge blow up weeks. But his like PJ's team does have some holes. And I think he it's because Derrick Henry starts slow is probably what hurt him the most. And like Amari Cooper was pretty solid at the beginning of the year, I would think, but yeah, it wasn't pretty much till Dak got hurt. He was doing really well, but I don't know. It's kind of weird that he didn't have more wins. Well, kind of along those lines, I- I'm going to ask you guys a question here. How many teams do you think are still alive mathematically for a playoff spot at this very moment, going into the last week of the regular season in this league? I think if I had to guess, because I've been trying to do just like all of the scenarios in my head, I'm pretty sure if like absolute like craziness went on, only like Tim would be eliminated. That's, I was I was thinking I would say nine. Is it a, a, everyone but Tim? Everyone but shot? Tim is still alive mathematically for a playoff spot right now. Oh my god. Sorry, Tim. Uh, he's fought valiantly through a lot of injuries this year. Lost Saquon. Uh, tough year for Tim. Uh, and he's going to have a tough road ahead of him in the Bruce playoffs. But he can certainly plan for it and has been planning for it. Uh, whereas everyone else maybe still thinks they have a shot. Uh, do we have any requiems for Tim's team right now? No, it's just what what can you do with Saquon and uh... – Portland Sutton hurt. See, I say that. Glad he was able to pull out some wins here. See, I thought that Tim had really bad injury luck to start, but I, I'm, I kind of think that. I mean, that was pretty early in the season. So if if he wanted to like be aggressive and make moves and actually like stay active, then I think that there were things that definitely could have done. I mean, I had a lot of my team go down, and you still. I mean, it's just all about like what willingness you want to I guess like be annoying to like get other people's guys but I bet if he had I'm sure he didn't seek out to trade Travis Kelsey as much but I'm sure he could have like I mean my trade if I'd done it earlier you could turn him into a solid running back and solid wide receiver or like you can get two pieces out of him and then you like luckily he just held on to Gronk all year at that point too he traded for Kelsey though didn't he no, he drafted him. No, he just he just had Kelsey. Are you sure? I think he. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking think the Carnegie and Kittle. Never mind. I'm thinking of the other. No. Yeah. I would assume his thinking was it was like Travis Kelsey's my best piece, so I have to keep him, mm-hmm. rather than kind of diversifying. But I don't know. And also, you you can't hit on every. Uh, I think he probably just had some bad misses for, uh, um, the waiver wire too. 
Yeah. Well, he has he he, had, he lucked into DeAndre Swift, but of course that's kind of fallen off for the last couple of weeks of the concussion too. Yeah, it's it's just been a tough year for Tim. Um, we do have a, a, I kind of have these uh, teams under different headers here uh, as far as how likely they are to make the playoffs. This one, I, I say virtually eliminated uh, because he is. It's KJ. KJ needs this week. All of we'll, we'll get to who's who's a six seed contender. He basically needs all of the teams vying for the six teams in front of him to lose. That's uh, Ricky Carnese, J Boy, uh, and I believe he needs PJ and Klaus to lose as well, and overcome a minimum two hundred points for deficit. It's virtually <laughs> are any oh, of this? Is that even possible? That, like, are any of those guys playing each other? Um, I let's look at that real quick. I mean, probably. I mean, I, I'm assuming you just look at this, looking at the standings. So it's it's probably impossible because I'm sure at least two of those guys. Uh, it's together. also. I'm also going to call. No, I'm sorry. He can still possible that he scores 200 points more just, than the rest yeah. of us. Right. He, I'm <laughs> sorry. He just needs Ricky Parnese and J Boy to lose, and then of of course he needs to win. Uh, and then in that case, he's. Uh, he would be in a tiebreaker with those three plus either PJ or Klaus if they win. He, he, PJ, and Klaus, I believe, have the same record. But he needs to overcome the 200 points for deficit. Point being, it's unlikely. KJ's team, I think we've talked about, has, has just not looked good recently. Um, he was lost. He, wasn't he Darren's like preseason? He favorite? was. He was. He lost he was. Dak which stinks. He lost David Johnson, which he actually, he tried to trade me David Johnson and Dak at one point for, uh, for um, Julio Jones. So I'm real glad I didn't do that. Um, he's lost Zach Ertz. Uh, he's, he's, he's been in and out of the lineup with Chris Carson. Zeke Elliott's kind of stunk it up recently since Dak got hurt. It's the wheels have really just fallen off the bus for KJ. And uh, he's likely going to be right there with Tim in the Bruce off this year. He also offered me like three straight trades that were the worst trades I've ever been offered <laughs> in the history of fantasy football. I don't remember what they all are now, but I'm sure I've talked about it. Yeah, his team's just kind of depressing and like I'm yeah, I'm more excited about Tim's. I'm mad that he held on to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Or he, if he picked him up last week or something. He did, because he outbid me by, like, $1. Because I had Lamar. And that's the kind of pickup that could help him out in the Borisov, because all he needs is a one big week from some of these guys. And I mean, he could get it. with Fitz, He's got the Fitzpatrick, Devontae Parker stack. Chris Carson could fall into the end zone. Um, Gronk can, too. Uh, it just... You know, he needs a lot of things, I think, to go right to get out of this alive. I would be okay with KJ not winning um, because I'm playing him. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. But, uh, hot stat. That's also, an ESPN in, stat. In the Bruce <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't, I, I'm, I'm okay if he loses in the Bruce playoffs, too. I'm just looking ahead to your Chris, your next section is long shots, but I'll let you get to those. But just, I was looking at the standing, uh, the good, too good of a team that we drafted for Klaus. He has like the fourth highest points for, I think he has more points for than Darren or laser. 
and I think has the highest points against. So he is like a it's, <laughs> it's a legit team that he's just got some real for everyone else, luckily he's had bad luck. It's it's so tough. He didn't like... Even if you go through like every week's schedule, it's like he's putting up like one thirty or one forty, <laughs> but the but the person he's going up against is putting up one thirty five or one forty five. He's literally the fourth because there's only three or four people that have scored over fifteen hundred and he's one of them. It's me, me, Chris, Luke, then Klaus. Yeah. Insane. So, sorry. Right. How are these long shots looking? I uh, I mean, I would feel bad for Klaus if we didn't pick his team for him. Um, you know. But he, you know, okay. all he needs, all like Klaus is under this this title for the long shots. All he needs are Ricky, Carnese, and J-Boy to lose, really. Because then, he, like you just said, he's got a points for a lead over all of those guys and over PJ if he happens to win, too. Uh, PJ needs the same thing. He needs Ricky Carnese and J Boy to lose, but he also needs to overcome eighty an eighty points for deficit. So he's got a bit of a ways to go there. It's going to be unlikely for him. Eighty points is a lot to outscore uh, just about everybody by. He really needs to go way off, especially Klaus's juggernaut <laughs> team. Well, and then if Klaus loses, he's out of this. You know, out of the conversation anyway. Um, I think the best thing I can say about Klaus's team right now is that I can't I can't imagine that he is the Bruce this year. I think whoever he faces not with the first Devonte and Keenan Allen and Darren Rodgers. Yeah, the Rodgers. I mean, whoever he faces stack is just it's just you, you check your phone and then you're you're down by like thirty. I'm kind of glad he's though nobody has to face him in the in the Greg and playoffs this year. That he would be a force as a six seed. Man, we drafted him way too good of a team. <laughs> we'll keep saying he is health, healthy. He has a healthy chub. He needs to set his lineup this week, though. I'll tell you what. Trust me, Nick has a healthy chub. <laughs> he might not have. <laughs> no, he'll have. I, for a second, I thought he didn't have enough wide receivers on his team, but he'll be fine. Uh, but he looks like he's gonna have to flex Lev Bell. He... Or no, I, or if J.K. Dobbins is back in, never mind. If he's back in. I'm looking at like, and, and the, then... like the transactions, and Klaus has made five moves the entire season. Two trades, though. I think mm-hmm, wow. mm-hmm. I've made fifty-nine moves. So I will say that Klaus has been more involved this year than he was last year. I think so. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything to say about PJ's team real quick? It, it turns out it wasn't Marlon Max year. Uh, probably not going to be PJ's either, but he, he, I mean, like we've said before, Derek Henry, DK Metcalf, Mari Cooper was great once upon a time. Uh, there were the bones of a really good team here. Yeah. It's just, they didn't all come together at the right time. It'd be cool if he squeaked in, if he squeaked in the playoffs though, I mean, you have a good shot. <laughs> Cause I think, it seems like the – I bet the Titans' schedule isn't too bad. Because I know Tannehill, at the beginning of the year, the narrative was like he's been playing better than Mahomes. And then he kind of stuck for a little bit but had a very tough schedule. But now, yeah, he's got Cleveland, Jacksonville, Detroit, and Green Bay, which is harder, but his next few weeks. So all four of those for Derrick Henry, though, are insane. 
Yeah, I know. I were, I don't think I'd want to pay, play PJ's team either in the playoffs. Um, no, that'd be scary. Yeah, yeah. I think both of the both PJ and Klaus are going to be tough, uh, tough to overcome in the Bruce offs, which I think just makes it all the harder for Tim and KJ, unfortunately. Uh, move. So the these next three teams here, we've mentioned them already, and they're who I'm calling the six seed contenders. All it takes. For, for these guys, if one of these guys wins and the other two loses, then who, whoever wins is going to get that sixth seed. Uh, this is, of course, Ricky, Carnese, and J-Boy. They've all come in at five and seven, right? Mm-hmm. So Carnese comes in probably with the best case because any any tiebreaker, if, if any two of them win or any or all three of them win – He's got the point, a pretty substantial points for lead. He's got 88 points over Ricky. He's got 73 points over J-Boy. Uh, but, of course, if Carnese loses, then that doesn't matter. Uh, Ricky has – Ricky, you're behind by 14 points to J-Boy. So this is kind of just uh, – this is going to be a matter of who can win this week and can you force a tiebreaker. And how many points can you put up to make up some of these deficits? It's pretty close between uh, J-Boy and Ricky for sure. Yeah, so really I think me and J-Boy need to be rooting hard for PJ. So Carnegie plays PJ, uh, I play Kevin, and then J-Boy plays Darren. So J-Boy is actually the only one going up against somebody with a, a winning record that's already in the playoffs. So I'm hoping that good teams stay good. Unlike Darren, I think scoring the lowest points last week or close to the lowest score last week, I'm really hoping that a good team stays good. Uh, And if not, then I think Carnese has a good chance. I've, I've kind of been looking at my playoff scenarios, and I don't know if it's just me talking myself into circles, but... I just don't think it's going to happen, but you never know. We should note that Darren has uh, both DJ Moore and Mike Davis slash Christian McCaffrey on bye this week, too. So he's got a depleted team going up against J-Boy. Come on, Darren. (laughs) boy. Yeah, there's a lot that can happen here. Um Jared, let me ask you this, because we're both we'll we'll get we'll get to this, but we're both solidly locked into the playoffs. Which of these teams do you least want to see make it into the playoffs and potentially play? I remember from these teams. I would think Ricky, right? Who do you have? No, no, it's not me. I think if if I had to guess. At this point, because of Will Fuller, the Will Fuller situation, I think the best team out of these three, objectively, is Justin's team. Oh, yeah, because looking at Carnese, he does have Mahomes, but his backs are yeah. Miles Sanders and Montgomery. Little questions there. Allen Robinson, Deontay, solid, but like you know, they're not gonna. They might blow up, but you know, less chance to, depending on you know the game. Then Noah Fant was his last surviving of his uh triple uh, tight end experiment <laughs> and he's flexing Nelson Aguilar so he lost Will Fuller he got he had the Gus bust but he's not going to play him Chase Edmonds yeah I don't I guess it would I mean I haven't looked back at yours yet Ricky but we'll look at J-Boys now 
Well, this week, yeah, I, I mean, think uh, I'm starting Jacoby Myers. Ooh. So, I mean, Jay Boy does have Dalvin I mean, Cook, healthy Austin Eckler, AJ Brown, who's a freaking star, and then Landry Rudolph. Oh, yeah. He's playing T. Higgins right now. He has Mike Evans on by and Antonio Brown. He's He looks like he's 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 it's riding out Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has been playing well, though. Yeah, it's. I think it has to be him, especially from just, just with Dalvin Cook, healthy Austin Eckler, A.J. Brown. That kind of puts you above a lot of people, especially Dalvin Cook. It, it probably was Carnese when he had Fuller. But uh, but that suspension is really gonna change the look of things. I think between these three. Excuse me. Well, we'll see what happens there. Uh, now the, the top five teams all have playoff seeds locked up, and I am a virtual lock for the five seed. I can be a four seed if I win by ninety-seven points over Jared this week. But either way, possible. Um, if I score, you know, if I play like that, you're too. still in. No home field advantage in fantasy football, so it's not going to make too much of a difference if I'm the four seed or the five seed. The top four are interesting. The top four where we could really have some movement here. Start at, start at the top with Laser. Uh, if he wins, he's the one seed. No questions asked. He's 10 and 1. Uh, if he goes to 11 and 10 and 1, right? 10 and 2. 10-2, sorry. If he goes to 11-2, and two, he has the number one seed locked up and a first-round buy. I actually, he actually has a first-round buy completely locked up because the lowest he can fall is two. Uh, and that's if he loses and Darren wins and makes up a 72 points for differentiation between them. Seems unlikely, uh, but it could happen. You guys have any thoughts about that? <clears throat> I think that Laser has really impressed. I, I, I'm going to speak for the whole league, thinking that he impressed the whole league uh, from getting his first win this season Incredible. to mm-hmm. locking up the one seed pretty much no matter what. Uh, whether that will take him to a championship, really the fantasy playoffs is a, a lot about timing and health, and we know that the 2020 season, that's kind of been the mantra of the whole season is just kind of timing and health for the actual NFL. So Lazer's got a solid team, but I think going into the playoffs, it's really just anyone's up for grabs. Yeah, it's it's not it, – I think we thought it was going to be dominant, dominant, dominant earlier in the year when DeAndre Hopkins was going off. He's still been good, but not – quite as crazy recently same with russ um it's you know and, and josh jacobs in a way too and now he's hurt uh it's gonna if, if he doesn't have josh jacobs going into this it could be it could be tough sledding for him once he has to play in the second round just of the a playoffs. side note every you know every now and then i'll look at going into sunday i'd be like if i have an ir move someone on ir have an open spot i'm like looking at who's out there to add see if there's like a handcuff to add this last week i was like i think i'll add devin book or uh Devontae Devontae Booker, right? Yeah, not Devin. <laughs> Devin Booker. Um, <laughs> Devin, Devin Devontae Booker. So I, I Devin Laser. Devontae Booker just sneaking him on there, and it would have been the week that, you know, he might be the starter coming up. But then Darren did too and put a $1 bid in it. And it was like, yeah. He put oh, $2 God. on, actually, because oh, I had a $1 oh, on it. We're just trying to grab a little, a little book. Yeah. 
Well, because Jacobs was potentially was it a did he have a COVID issue maybe going into last week? There was something going on with Jacobs. There we weren't sure, totally sure if he was going to play, but then he did. But uh, seeds two through four are between Darren, Luke, and Jared, and any three of these guys could be any of those seeds. Uh, we mentioned that Darren could be the one seed with a win, a laser loss. And um, actually, wait, is he up on points for over laser? He might be. Yeah. I might have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if laser uh, loses and Darren wins, laser has to make up 72 points to have that number one seed. So Darren's got a, actually an okay shot at the number one seed if he wins and laser loses. Most likely, though, he would be the number two seed. If he wins, if Laser wins, uh, and then, of course, if Jared loses, then he's locked into the two seed. If Jared wins, he's got to make up 130 points. Uh, It'll be close. But, of course, he has to lose. Of course, he has to lose for that to kick in as well because then um, Darren would, would – uh, if Darren loses and Jared wins, they would have the same record. It's. I believe there's a way that Luke could possibly jump up into the two seed as well. Uh, It would both. Oh, I would have to lose, and Darren. Luke would. Darren would for sure have to lose. Luke would have to win, and then if I won, he'd have to score a ton. And then, actually, if Darren lost, it's only if Darren loses and Luke wins, then Luke is pretty much unless Darren because Luke has more points for. Yeah, unless Darren outscores him by like forty, then Luke would be the two seed and get a bye. Well, that's if Darren loses, and Darren loses, Luke wins. Darren loses, but still scores forty more than Luke. If Darren loses, and I win, and Luke wins, then he would also have to score a ton more than me to be the two seed. And then he would be a four seed. Oh, man. Darren is crumbling <laughs> right before our eyes. <laughs> and then he'd have to play me, which I'm not sure because th- by that point, McCaffrey could be back, and I don't really want to play that in the first round of the playoffs. But I also, I don't know, if Breeze is back, I don't want to play Jared in the first round of the playoffs either. So it's a mess. And it's uh, and yeah, Darren definitely, I think, has some downward mobility this week, even though he could come out as the number Laser one seed a message well. about how it's like, you don't want to be the one seed right now. And it's like, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, it's just like, as long as you get a buy in this, you're happy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why this is so big is because one of these three teams between Darren, Luke and Jared are going to have a buy we're, in the first round of the playoffs. We're going through all these possibilities, but more than likely the top four will be laser, Darren, Luke, me. <laughs> yes. That, that, those are the most likely scenarios. If, uh, if everybody holds serve, but like we said, if Darren loses, things get kind of crazy. So Ricky, Ricky so everyone's Darren against win, Darren. but then everyone else wants Darren to lose. I think that's how it works. Why do you think I traded Darren all my good players in week like exactly. five uh, for week 13, this exact scenario. Darren, do it's it. It's collusion. Go with the plan. Well, that was a wild. So that's the uh, that's our playoff preview. 
It's going to be nuts, I think, this weekend. And I'm kind of excited to have a weekend where, like, there's not a whole lot who, that can change for me. I'm just going to kind of kick back and watch this all unfold and not get too stressed out about it. Unless, of course, somebody gets hurt on my team, and then I'll be very upset. Knock on wood. This, uh, so this could uh, be the first time that the trust the process uh, kind of team has not made the playoffs. It's true. It's so. a rookie. Ricky not in the wow. playoffs. Could be the end of an era. We wanted Bama and Bama feel- took our took our number. <laughs> you know, it feels like there's some Cardinals devil, devil magic type stuff going on with Ricky's team though, where where you could just slip right in and you could see him going all the way and winning as a six seed. I don't know. It's nothing about Ricky's team, it's just the fact that it's Ricky. Well I think that there's some there's some you want you want the best team to win. My team is absolutely not the best team. Probably not even the sixth <laughs> best team to make it into the playoffs. But who's it? I mean, Car- like I don't know Klaus who's it. Like I mean, the it's third Klaus. best team, and he's going to miss the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. Yeah, probably. Have no the best offense team. to you right now, Ricky. But I mean, PJ might have a better team right now. I'm, I'm, I, I'm honestly, this is just the grossest that I felt about any of my teams so far. Like Lamar's been horrible, traded like all of last year for Lamar, and he's just been just like disappointing and just so just like sluggish to watch this year. Man, he's probably not even a keeper for you next year anymore. I mean, it's either him or Jacoby Myers. I gotta yeah, they do have really sit on that. So. Possibly Keith. I mean, Johnny Smith and like no, um, <laughs> it's it's it's, it's going to be Lamar. I mean, I've yeah. no one else good. Harrison I mean, Butker, he's still worthy maybe, in like the fourteenth or... ahead of you know anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lamar will be my fourteenth yeah. round keeper next year. So no yeah. matter what, it's <laughs> you didn't have to. Did you didn't pick up Debo? Did you? Uh, I traded for him from Luke. Uh, but I'm I'm looking at Klaus's team right now, and like on the on the scoreboard scoreboard projections, uh, it shows you like your team's average points. And Klaus's average points are 140 <laughs> points per Wait, week. I don't think I've seen this. <laughs> so do you have to go to the if if he has his all of if he has all of his starters and go to. Uh, no, just go to scoreboard and then just go to his current matchup. And then under stats and average, if you go to the bottom, it'll show you each player's average per week. And his player's average adds up to 140 points per week. That's pretty pretty incredible that he's yeah. foreign. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Rodgers, fourth-ranked quarterback. Devontae Adams, second-ranked uh, wide receiver, Darren Waller, second ranked tight end, Keenan Allen, fourth ranked quarterback or wide receiver, Ronald Jones, top ten wide or running back. We drafted him too good of a team. Klaus, show up to the draft next year, or you're getting the worst team. Yeah, oh, wow, yeah, right. Spite draft. draft My average scores are only one thirty. And that's probably second highest. <clears throat> well, and folks could have yeah. Yeah. people 
little benched or well, this you know, is whatever. looking to be my second time in the playoffs of what the six years we've been doing this five or six um what wow so it's, you. It, it's i can't believe it's only been yeah i know two. it's upsetting but i'm looking i'll tell you what it's looking pretty possible that in the three leagues i'm in i'm in the playoffs in all three which i am very shocked about in dynasty we need a we need that's, also, that's the that. playoff scenario <laughs> we might maybe we should do a playoff podcast for that one all right um that'd be fun let's get through these matchups like, though and uh before we, i just remember one thing i want to say is i like kind of went in on Sylvan ahmed just playing keep away but then no, no one else really bid that much for him and i didn't even get to play him the one week he was healthy so Oh man, yeah, I, I wanted him, but I yeah. guess I didn't put enough on him. The the one thing I saw, I know I saw this week, is that Darren bid way too much on the Raiders defense, and I could absolutely see and that. He got Samaje P. Ryan. I was gonna bid. I was gonna bid a lot on the Raiders defense, and then I looked, and they are the thirty second ranked defense. Even if you're playing <laughs> the Jets, I mean, you're the thirty second ranked defense. They have 12 sacks on the yeah. entire year. I th- I think Darren just has a lot of <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the I think I... Darren just has a lot of fabs. He spent thirteen dollars mm-hmm. on Samaj P Ryan, but not anymore. Oh, he's got, you know what? He's, he's got eleven dollars. I'm looking at he dropped. I was like, what the fuck? Okay, yeah. So yeah. a little yeah. better, but still crazy. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, he did spend some on Piran, though. Um, but it is where everyone's week. hoarding defenses. I actually picked up the Cardinals' defense last week, I think, just because they, they're not great, but they have amazing playoff matchups. I have three defenses right now. Yeah. Know. Defense wins championships. That, if you can play 22 guys on the field, Let's then see. you're going to. Tim spent eight dollars on Royce Freeman when he was a possible quarterback. It looks like Nelson Aguilar, fifteen bucks from Carmeezy. Jordan Reed, eight dollars for Chris. Uh, yeah, mm, yeah, Darren did spend eight eight dollars on spent down a little bit on see, November eighteenth was a big waiver week, and it's not showing. Oh, an error. Michael Pittman, thirty-one. Salvin Ahmed, twenty-four dollars on the eighteenth. Ooh, Salvin Ahmed, a lot of bids. Taysom Hill, seven dollars. Oh, that's that's all he got him for. All right, <laughs> I think we can get into matchups now. Let's uh let's start off with the the first one, the Finley Trojan Pleasure Packers and the Las Vegas Carly Raiders. Uh Jared projected to win by five points so far. Uh it doesn't look like you have anybody on by, but I am waiting to see if I get uh James Connor, Miles Gaskin, and Julio Jones back. A little bit depleted, but hoping to get healthy before the playoffs. Uh Rick, since you're the the impartial fella here who do you think is gonna win this oh, one? i have to watch an Should ad like... for snickers before oh. i look up the, mm. the teams but i think that 
a lot of it's going to depend on who you can play Chris. Uh, I know that probably having Herbert has to be just one of the, like the little nuggets that you've of joy that you've been able to have for this fantasy season. And he's been more consistent than I think anybody would have imagined. But if you, if you have your lineup, let's just say that this is the lineup that you put into the, that you go into the weekend with, with Lockett, Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. And then Benny Snell and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I think I'm going to pick Jared. Then I think yeah. even if you get Julio back, I think that Jared's team just is just too balanced. Like even if like one guy's having a bad game, if Alvin, Alvin Kamara isn't getting any receptions, you still have Diggs and McLaurin and Michael Thomas and Josh Allen, who's been had a really safe floor so i tell you what jared i can talk about my concerns with my team now because it's kind of in comparison with chris too so chris has lockett justin jefferson tyree kill pretty much a good bet that two of those three guys will have a blow-up game at least one of them will but they're all possible to score like 40 points i think the ceilings on like all of my players has just gotten lower and lower throughout the year like Josh Allen's like has a tough schedule and John Brown is hurt. So he's not throwing like he used to. He can always rush for yards and touchdowns, which is why I've like, I've been looking at people to play over him, but it always comes down. It's like, he can always get a touchdown rushing, which helps cream hunts. I mean, Chubb is back and he's healthier than cream hunt. Kamara, his touchdown, like possibilities are completely capped. Like it's gone away because of Taysom Hill and like and Taysom Hill just caps Thomas and then if Josh Allen isn't throwing as well, I mean, I think Diggs, Diggs hasn't even blown up like crazy. He just always gets like a hundred yards and a touchdown, which is like, so he has like the highest floor, but could have a higher ceiling. And then McLaurin hasn't really been any touchdowns either, but I, I'm taking myself this week, but that is, I'll just, those are my concerns. I just feel like my ceilings for a lot of these guys have like fallen like crazy, which is making me worried for the playoff. Well, your ceiling is that. Your ceiling oh, is that Drew Brees comes which back. Is sad. Like, well, I'm even. I mean, like, like then I everything's mean, fine. Did Michael Thomas have like the one week with him? Kind of. I don't know. And it's just hard because Michael Thomas only played like four games and had only one good game with Taysom Hill. But yeah. I, I'm just hoping that's the difference if, between yeah, yeah. when I've no, scored like 160 and 180. The hoping I can kind of consistently get the 120 to 130 throughout the playoffs to hopefully that's enough. But I just I – don't, I don't think I'm going to have those weeks from Josh Allen or Kamara to, like, get, like, 160 or more points. This is reminding me that our last matchup was week three and you beat me 182 oh, to yeah. 142 in a complete bar. Those days were long gone for me. Uh uh, I, I I agree with it, with your uh, assessment of your team. I, I actually am going to go yourself? with Jared here as well. Um, that's probably the make Oh, that's true. Yeah, well, I did this all last year. Remember, and, and it, it I rode that to uh, to the final. So um, going to see if that works again. I've actually I've won like five in a row. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Although some of them, as we've noted, were like 99 to 88, like my matchup with PJ. But uh yeah, um, I, I need some guys to get healthy this week. That's for sure. I need to kind of figure out what my running back, uh, who my running back starters are going to be 
for the first round of the playoffs. And honestly, I need to figure out which three of my four wide receivers I'm going to start for the first round of the playoffs too. Um, so stay tuned. We shall see. I think it's a clean sweep for Jared here. Next matchup we have, and this one's projected to be close. It is Marshawn's Hot Chicken at five and seven, needing a win to make the playoffs against PJ's Marlon Max here with an outside shot, but looking to play spoiler. Uh, projected 114 to 112 and a half. Very close. Uh, and actually, this one was 105.8 to 105 uh, in week three. Uh, so kind of maybe a rivalry blossoming here between Carnese and PJ. Who knows? Uh, I think... Gerald, who, who do you have in this one? You know, I've sung his phrases earlier. I think I'm going to just go with PJ right now. Derrick Henry has been... He's, he's Derrick Yeti mode. I think Tannehill's getting it back. But I think Amari Cooper and DK Metcalf together will carry this team. Especially, I mean, Aguilar's wow. been the weird, you know, wide receiver one for the Raiders. And I just feel like, has Deontay Johnson, he's been hurt a lot, but has he really gone off at all? Like, he's so cool. And he can always get 20-something, 20 29 one yeah. week. Uh, he's been... But... Oh, yeah, for sure. Deontay's the wide receiver one in Pittsburgh, for I don't sure. Know, just... Montgomery's been better. It's just a little uninspiring outside of Mahomes. On, uh, I mean, Carnese can definitely still win. Like Robinson, Johnson, they're all good players and stuff. But I'm just, I'm feeling Mr. Paul. Who I think that both of these teams have players that have some good matchups, and then some some matchups that are just going to shut down. I think the player Amari Cooper plays Baltimore. For PJ uh, on Tuesday, so we have another. Do we have a Tuesday game? This no, I guess it was Wednesday. So yeah. uh, on a Tuesday game, so even if this is just going to be a long weekend matchup, uh, the scores are projected very close right now. But Carnese does not have a kicker in, so that will probably mm-hmm. sway the projected scores. Uh, I think what it's going to come down to is if Kenyon Drake can do anything for PJ or. He's that's, that's PJ's first round pick. He hasn't done like a ton this year, but you just the name, you kind of have to put him in your lineup and up. see what happens. He is heating up. Carnese has mm-hmm. Mahomes, which could always go for 40, but it's could be another Derrick Henry week, a Cooper week, a Metcalf week. Uh, I think I'm just going to go with Carnese and put myself out of any misery. <laughs> yeah, this is tough. Uh, I mean, Mahomes could just carry him against Denver. I mean, that that, that just could be a bloodbath right there. Um, and of course, I mean, Henry against Cleveland. I feel like Cleveland's run defense has been pretty good this year. It's pretty cold, um, Cleveland. It is also, yeah. Well, that just makes it Yeti season. Um, man, but can, I like. I think I like Kenyon Drake this week. Uh, folks have had a hard time throwing on the Rams. I'm definitely rooting for PJ because chaos could happen, uh, and that that could be fun. Uh, so yeah, let's just let's go with PJ. Why not? Oh, yeah. Although I, I think I think it was very close. Uh, next matchup, uh, KJ at four and eight, 
Coming in against Ricky at five and seven. Uh, KJ has a bunch of well, no, KJ just has Grok still in his lineup. So this line currently at fourteen points uh, for Ricky would probably be cutting about half if he actually puts the tight end. The former Wentzmania going up against Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You never know Wild. what you're gonna get. <laughs> um, I think you just gotta go with Ricky on this one, right? I mean, he could start Corey Davis over Marvin Jones. That might help, but I don't know. I think Wayne Gallman he has to keep out there, maybe. Yeah, I'm taking Ricky. Calvin Ridley will yeah, play definitely. well. Bob Woods will play well. I think Debo is going to go off this week, so I would take Mr. Ricky. It's Ricky for me too. I really hope that even if this is my last game of the year, that I could at least play Lamar. Uh, just I I don't want to go down with Carson Wentz or. I don't even know who I've who I've recently been on on the waiver wire, but if I'm going down, I want to go down Pick with Trey, my best Trey guys. McSorley. So, oh shoot, that's right. Mm-hmm. He's a TikTok Is he really? star. God, I hate that guy. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I randomly uh, yeah. was on TikTok and I just like was like, oh, is that AJ Brown? And I was, yeah, it's just AJ Brown doing TikTok of how to tackle Derrick Henry. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm just hoping that we get some clearance on what Lamar's going to do so I can put him in my lineup. Either way, this is going to be a long, another long decision with Zeke, one of KJ's best guys, playing on Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to pick <sighs> myself. I think I just have a more balanced team than KJ, but yeah, I'll, I'll go with myself. Sweep it up. That's a clean sweep for Ricky. Uh, our next matchup, and then the, a great matchup. Can't even lie about it. Shit dicks and anal eye arsonists. Uh, Luke coming in at eight and four with a with a playoff spot locked up. Tim coming in at three and nine with a Bruce spot locked up. Uh, Luke, of course, can alter his seating a little bit. Uh, maybe depending upon what happens elsewhere with the win here, he's currently projected with everybody in to beat Tim by seventeen, I mean, I, eighteen points here. Oh well, you go, you go, Rick. Who do you got, Rick? Well, I was just gonna say, I like. Yeah, go ahead, go, go ahead, Jared. If I never went on like any fantasy football subreddits, I would know like nothing about James Robinson, and it's just I feel like he was not even a like someone I looked at bidding on at all, and it's like I you never give a shit about the. Jag- Jaguars mm-hmm. if you don't have any of them. Especially with DJ DJ Chark seemed cool but it's been hurt. But he has just been incredible. It's it's crazy. And I mean I guess with Gibson they're the kind of two top rookie running backs somehow. And Luke's got both of them. But James Robinson has just been carrying a team like when you I guess you know, honestly his fantasy points actually don't reflect how incredible I'm saying he's been. He just had a couple very big games, but given the solid floor for a complete waiver wire, you know, pickup from week one has been great. Um, oh, yeah. Brandon Cooks was on the wire at one point as well. Um, I, 
Oh, yeah. I, I think, think Darren picked, picked him up and traded him to lose. You know, it, Tim was looking like some kind of spoiler, but like we've, I think we've said how he has, he has a team that's, you know, he can get together enough to not be the Bruce, but and he's, you know, take gotten the stolen a couple wins, but I don't think he's going to beat Luke this week because he's even got pretty good matchups from some of these guys. Adam Thielen against Jacksonville, Kyler Murray, hoping he's fully healthy, could be tough against the Rams, but. If he's fully healthy, you're good. Mostert's going to go off. So, I think Luke can take this pretty easily. Yeah, I think the real difference is that Young Waiku is just going to push Luke over the edge. Uh, just something, just knowing that you are more dominant at a position. Uh, no. Uh, I think Tim seems actually done better I think that his team has had more bright spots than it had like six or seven weeks ago when it just had no hope, no fun at all. DeAndre Swift has been a real, he he looks good. Uh, They've finally like given him the ball enough and then he went and got hurt. Uh, So uh, I just don't think Tim has enough firepower and Luke's team is very balanced. And I think that's going to help him a lot in the playoffs. So whether he gets that by or he just has to play the whole playoffs, I think Luke has a pretty good shot to win it all. He does. I plant my flag on that one. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be a tough out. Uh, Likely whoever gets that six seed is going to have to play him in the first round. Uh, And that, that could be a tough, Tough matchup for whoever gets that succeed. Yeah, I'm going Luke here as well. Clean, clean sweep for Luke. Uh, would finish the year in nine and four. A good season to say the least. Our last, or well, next to last matchup, uh, Klaus. What can you say about him coming in at four and eight versus Laser coming in at ten and two? Uh, Laser hung 151 points the last time these guys hooked up in week three. Um, but of course. Now Klaus has Ronald Jones out this week to buy. He's got Robbie Anderson out this week to buy. He's probably going to have to start uh, Lev Bell, I guess, at running back two. Uh, maybe Adrian Peterson. If, Dobbins plays, uh, he's he's going to have to figure out another receiver to start as well. Uh, yes, yes, he's down there at the bottom. Yeah, but that's another Tuesday game. I guess the, mm-hmm. the Tuesday game. Can be tough to wait for him. <laughs> Uh, I think that if both teams were completely healthy, then I would pick Klaus. Uh, I th- I think that uh, I get well. Jacobs could be injured. I, I don't know if Jacobs plays this week. Mm-hmm. Which they're saying that it was what was it like yeah. a, an illness or like an ankle? Just kind of both of that. Um, but th- At that point, we get prime time Frank Gore. In Laser's lineup, Oof. probably. Um, uh, I'll still go with class, I think. I think that he just has... I mean, the, the Rodgers and Adams stack. Uh, they're playing the Eagles, who... Devontae Adams will have probably Darius Slay on him. But I think that yeah, I think Adams is just so good. And, yeah. Class also, his defense... Is the Eagles' defense and who is playing Aaron Rodgers and Devontae mm. Adams? So, if he just switched out to put the Bears true, yeah. in, 
I will say, what if Lazer comes the Bears to his senses and plays Frank Gore over Devin Singletary? Will that change your opinion? Which, oof, that's true. Well, he, that means he has Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs healthy. Yeah, Lazer's looking <laughs> at. Yeah, Lazer's looking at if Josh Jacobs is out, then he either has the choice of Frank Gore or Justice Hill, which you can't do. So to play, so. And he's still going to start Devin Singletary. Point taken. Uh, to what I, if, if Laser, I'll say this for it is like weird how Laser is you know the number one team should be the number one team going to the playoffs and his uh, running back two has pretty much been Devin Singletary all year who's been he's had good weeks but he's been overall a disappointment and but I don't know, it's like and it feels like even I mean Hopkins has been great until the last couple weeks but then Cup Chark was his like other main guy it's like they've been you know, having questions at different points throughout the year, but Lazer's just been pulling it out with, I guess, mainly Russ Jacobs and uh, Hopkins for the most part of the year, but I don't know. If if Jacobs is healthy and I – mean, I'm just going to take Laser overall because I think it is kind of a if, – if Kern, or, uh, Klaus could get J.K. Dobbins playing um, – I mean, I guess even Love Bell wouldn't be too bad of a flex against Denver – but I mean, he has a shot. But I'm still gonna take Laser. I think if not that we ever care if we I put like you know uh, caveats on all this. But if Jacobs doesn't play, I don't know if Laser can pull it out. But if Jacobs does play, I think he'll be fine. Like even if he does play, like who would you rather have this week, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? I mean, I think Rodgers. I think they they've really like cooled they down. I think it's Rodgers. Yeah. Russ's cooking. I think it's also. Yeah. The meal's finished. Adams, like, who... Nick, Ch- yeah, Nick Chubb and... or Jack Jacobs, Nick yeah. Chubb. Ronald Jones on Ronald Adams Jones or on Hopkins. Bye. It's Adams. Adams. Like... Maybe Ronald Jones on. Bye. Oh. Okay, <laughs> it's close. <laughs> Darren Waller, T.J. Hawkinson. Okay. It's Darren Waller, like you're, Keenan you're, Allen you're, or you're, Cooper Cup. Stephen Allen. Like, I mean, or Joey Sly on by. I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, he Klaus has to get in and take the Eagles out. Like, that's just he, – he has to get in and do that. You but know, you, does, you're, you're man, a logic to flip me over, especially yeah. with Hopkins against Ramsey, and they've, like – he's had his problems recently. Russ could, mm-hmm. like, you know, go full chef mode against the Giants, but – See, I don't think that they'll, sure. they'll need him to. I think that's that's what the – well, I guess the Seahawks haven't looked very good, but what are they going to do? Run the ball with Carlos Hyde twenty-five times? Like, I mean, yeah, they're going to throw. Yeah, Klaus's bench is definitely, and I, I'm sure, I'm sure Klaus watches football, but it just like reminds me of a bench of somebody who doesn't watch a ton of football that just knows like hey, football we'll get... players' names. <laughs> you can got... go for it. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell, Drew Brees, Adrian Peterson, J.K. Dobbins. We do get Bucks. his weekly uh, message about the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I think he watches a lot of Browns. Yeah, you flipped me. Yeah, well, is that a clean sleep for Klaus? Wow, that would be interesting because then that leaves the door open, of course, for Darren with a win to become the number one seed. But do we think he's going to get the win? Uh, he's up against Justin, five and seven. Justin comes in, needs a win to stay alive for the playoff hunt. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, 
Uh, no Panthers for Darren Tademies. No DJ Moore, no Mike Davis, no Chris McCaffrey, nothing like that. Uh, looks like a pretty solid team coming in for, well, Dalvin Cook. Did I see he has some sort of like injury designation this I week as well? He, he played here. He came out early last week. I don't know if he finished, but I think the game might have been in hand at that point. But he was dealing with something. Yeah. But I think Justin has Madison. So if, if he does just completely sit, the worst case scenario could be sure. Dalvin Cook starts and then just kind of fizzles out. But playing Jacksonville, and he's just going to go mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> It is another yeah, one to it, me that looks I like a for dunk for Justin. Everyone except Ricky that wants or needs uh, Darren to lose. It's kind of, we've kind of pulled a good week for that to be a possibility. With no Panthers having to start Geo, who, like, even, I don't know. I love Geo. He's one of my favorite players of all time, but he just can't really do it as the future back. Ayuk with Debo back? I don't know. Like, in CD, if he were to play him as a bad matchup. Maybe he'll throw Daryl Henderson up, but, like, that's been a mess. If Josh Jacobs is out, I bet he'll play Devontae Booker, which, I mean, that doesn't He's got Devontae Booker. Too much. It is against the Jets, but I think, yeah. uh, I mean, T. Higgins is my other favorite player besides uh, Gio Bernard. Um, could be, like, everyone with the Bengals could be, you know, tough to trust. But I think T. Higgins is who you can trust the most right now. Even though that, that's Justin's main question. And that's fewer than Darren has this week. So I'm going to have to go with Justin. I think that Darren has incrementally made a lot of moves to kind of push his team in the playoffs. Moves that would, that might not pay off in the short term, but week like 14 or 15, he could have a super awesome lineup of McCaffrey, Galladay, Mixon before he got put on IR. But I think this week Justin is going to smash Darren. I think that Eckler in a full PPR, he didn't have a – did he have a touchdown last week? I guess he did. But Eckler, Cook, Kirk Cousins has been playing well lately, A.J. Brown. Yeah, I think Justin is going to smash Darren. Darren still have Kenny Galladay? Why am I, like, just not seeing him? He's in his IR. I'm He's on the IR, box probably. score, but I see McCaffrey and Mixon, but I don't see Oh, Kenny yeah. Holiday. He definitely still has Man, him. If only Darren could play Taysom Hill at, like, <laughs> kicker. That's weird. But yeah, he's it's, in it's kind of these, uh, you know, these moves that Darren made aren't quite to the level of uh, getting McCaffrey last year. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's some fancy football gods coming back to Come back to bite him. Because, I mean, it's like there's no reason for Joe Mixon to play. I mean, he probably – I mean, he was put on the IR, like, last week, right? And so he still has, like, two more weeks of that. And then who knows if they even have him play at all. And then Galladay has been hurt on a team – like, the his, like, contract year on a team that's going nowhere. No, like, with new coaching, he might just – they might just shut him down or he might just want to be shut down. I don't know. Christian McCaffrey could be coming out of a bye with nothing to play for. Yeah. Could be shut down. So maybe it's some karma for Darren. Wow, shots fired. So at this point, I think we've all picked 
we've all picked Ricky to win. We've all picked Justin to win. We've not we picked against Carnese though, I believe, right? Or maybe we were split on that one. Uh, but at that point, if if that happened, then it would be between points between Justin and Ricky. So uh, that would be that would be, be interesting. interesting. Love it. That that would be chaos. Chaos is a ladder. A ladder. Well, do you guys have any final thoughts on this uh, so. illustrious episode? I think that whoever. The, the playoffs are going to be really interesting. And I don't know if the one seed's going to run away with it. I, I'm actually, I don't think the one seed's going to run away with it. I think it's just really whoever gets hot and whoever stays healthy, then whoever can plan the best off season agenda slash draft party. Hey man, we're going whitewater drafting so, happening no matter what. All right, see if you can buy my vote for who you who I'm rooting for in the playoffs on next week's episode. <laughs> well, as always, thanks for tuning in. Please support your Sir, your Sir Joan whenever you need your travel uh, itineraries booked up. <laughs> uh, for Gerald, for Daryl, and for Ricky Yerald.